On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks get a win against the Utah Jazz, move up to sole possession of fourth place. And Isaac, could they even move up farther? We'll talk about that and talk about the Mavs turnaround of tonight's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Lentich, and this is Lockdown Mavericks I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at NBA, channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Maps your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online where the game starts. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer at Mavs.com. The slap son, the one more thing, King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? That game slapped. Let's go. This is, you know, one of my favorite parts of the game. Somebody, the went up for, somebody went up for a layup, and they slapped the backboard. The Mavericks just slapped the Jazz tonight, just up and down the floor. I mean... Luca just wanted to. I mean, he's like, "Hey, I got this. I'll slap him for you." <laughs> Can we keep it going? <laughs> <laughs> I liked the one where where Luca. Uh, it, it looked like original. Like, okay, he, did he hit Mike Conley on the head, and then you couldn't tell, and then Mike Conley went and he missed both of his free throws, and it totally slapped. It totally slapped because people thought, I mean, the Jazz thought he slapped Mike Conley. Tyler Ford thought he slapped Mike Conley. And then, the, I mean, Dwight, it feels like listen, he gets, listen. He gets Get slapped Get Tyler Ford's name out your mouth. <laughs> I'll slap him. I'll slap him. I'll walk up on that court and slap, <laughs> and slap him. Um, Dwight Powell gets slapped all the time. <laughs> he does. If anybody does, it's Dwight Powell. Oh, man. Dallas Mavericks get the win against the Utah Jazz in a night when no one's paying attention to anything else except for Chris Rock and Will Smith. I don't know if you've missed that somehow. Uh, go check Twitter for a minute. Mavs win 114 to 100 against the Utah Jazz. Jazz, no Rudy Gobert, no Bogdanovich, no Hassan Whiteside. That's the biggie right there. No Whiteside. <laughs> Crucial. No uh, Daniel House Jr., no Carl Malone either because Carl Malone's jersey was on this random dude in front of me. And Mike, bold move, bro. That's bold, a choice. That is a choice. A yeah. Mavs yeah. Still- oh, real quick. I went to the game as a fan tonight with yeah. my family. Yeah. And shout out to all the people who gave advice on bringing toddlers. Three-year-old, two-year-old. Nick came over, hung out with the kids for a bit. And you know what Nick did? Here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Uncle Nick did. <laughs> Uncle Nick came over. I had purposely not shown my three-year-old what to do with the poster. Poster, not a clapper or the <laughs> slapper. <laughs> um, Nick comes over and and folds up the poster <laughs> and like slaps it on his hand and then hands it to my son, the three-year-old. And's like, look, do this, do this, and never left his hand the rest of the game. He kept doing it the whole time. Yeah, he kept doing it, and then he's hitting the lady's head in front of us, and I'm like, Aww. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So then he had to switch seats with his sister, and his sister, my daughter, who's two, she just wanted to watch Luca, not not Luca Luca, actually, like, the movie Luca. And Good so movie. she was just, I have this video of Luca hitting the buzzer, buzzer beater shot, 
and the crowd's going nuts. And I pan to my daughter, and she's just looking at the phone. Sea monsters. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, but it was a great night. It was a lot of fun for our family. And uh, yeah, thanks to the Mavs. Great night with a lot of family fun. Great night for the Mavs as well. this game, this game was so strange in certain ways. First of all, you know, all those guys are going to be out. They said Rudy Gobert was kind of a late scratch. And then all of a sudden, you're like, okay, well, then late scratch. Then the Mavs should then the Mavs should have it right. Like the, then the Mavs should absolutely win this game. And so then they they start out this game, and at half at halftime, it was like the Jazz had a lead almost the entire first half. And at halftime, it was only a one point lead, but they had gotten it all the way up to eleven at one point. And it just was looking like. Are the Mavs really going to drop this game? That They absolutely need to win this game if they want to move up in the standings. Now, the Mavericks would say they don't care about moving up in the standings, but we're going to follow it every day. Reggie Bullock cares. And it looked like the Mavs were going were gonna to lose this game. And then they just come out in the third quarter, and it just completely changed. This is not the first time this season we've seen after halftime the Mavs just completely change course and Find what find what's gonna work for them. What do you think? It, what do you think's about these half times that allows the Mavs to adjust? I think it's a testament to the coaching staff because I feel like we've seen all year that they're willing to adjust, they're willing to change things up. But also like the team, and this is where team chemistry comes into play. I mean, it was just a few games ago that they were talking about Jordan Finney Smith talk speaking up to the team and open his mouth. And you know, one of the guys on the team said, Hey, Jordan's a man of few words, but when he does speak. He has our attention and it's like they have that trust within each other to kind of speak up and call each other out and like, hey, let's do this. Let's turn this thing around. You know, it was when they announced Rudy was going to be out late scratch. I was like, oh, OK, I see what you, I, I thought it was a chess move by, by Quinn Snyder. I thought it was a, hey, we could realistically play you in a few weeks and like Easter weekend's coming up. That's going to be game one. We could be seeing you. So let's hold out, Rudy. And to get to one last game that you get to see us at our full strength, one last game for you to try out new things against Rudy and all of that thing. And that's what I think. That's my theory behind it. And then they roll out there with their small ball lineup and said, hey, let's do this. And I asked you the same thing at the game when you you came over to visit. I was like, I was asking myself in the first half. I'm like, is Quinn going to bench Rudy come playoffs? Like, what would it take for Quinn Snyder to bench Rudy against the Mavs? Because they were switching with the Mavs. They put Pascal on on Luca, and he was doing an okay job on Luca. And they were just they're switchy. They were small, and that's the type of teams like the Mavs don't have the advantage over when we're going small like this. Yeah, I wouldn't go that. I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, Pascal had some had some good possessions wait, against wait, him. Go go as far what to bench Rudy. I don't think it's out of the realm if they're down 0-2 and they're taking advantage of the Rudy Gobert matchup. Are you saying that they're, they're not they, going to bench him? Have the Mavs taken advantage of that matchup this year? I think I think Luca will torch him. Has he? Uh, the second time, yeah, late in the game, he did a little bit. Yeah, I'm not sure about torch, but he has he scored on him a couple times. Hey, if they want to leave Rudy out there and let Luca go ISO on him, I'm fine with it. I think the Mavs will embrace that too. I think that I think that's their choice. I think that that's what they're going to do. But yeah, I, I, that's an interesting conspiracy theory about keeping him. Oh, hold on. Give you the full. Thank you. Thank you. The other, the the jazz side of this, like the jazz conspiracy is that the jazz don't want to face the Suns until the Western Conference finals. And so they're trying to get to six so that they can avoid them. I'm like, okay, that's a very, that's a very confident take from wow <laughs> on, on that side of things. 
And so they're tanking to get to the sixth spot so that it's Mavs, Nuggets, and then they play the Warriors in the first round, and then eventually they would play, the, you know, what is it, Grizzlies, Timberwolves probably mm. in that, or or even Grizzlies or Clippers in that in that next round. So that's what they're thinking, I think. But I thought that the, the main thing was them coming out and, uh, and realizing, hey, there's nobody in the paint. There's no Rudy Gobert. There's no Hassan Whiteside. Let's attack the paint. And so Luca in that third quarter, I felt like, really came out was attacking more he had 11 points in that third quarter he had he went to the line twice he had three assists guys started hitting their threes dorian hit a couple brunson hit one bullock hit one in that third quarter and that third quarter was a real big turnaround and, uh, and that's what they really decided like oh yeah we can get in the we can get in the paint on these guys because they don't have anybody back there well speaking of points in the paint i, I was looking at it from the other side i'm like it felt like utah lived in the paint and it was like their game which i you know when and 56 got, points in the paint tonight, and Mavs was, 38. Yeah, I was getting ready to say that of 56 points in the paint is a ton. And I was just, I mean, that's that's going to be the game plan, you know, of opposing teams. Now that obviously KP's gone, he's out of the paint. Dwight is not a paint presence as far as defending the rim. So teams are going to try to get to the rim. And Utah did that a lot tonight. And they were hitting their threes, especially in the first half. But I mean, Dallas just went full flamethrower from three. And that's what they did. The Mavs went full flamethrower from three. They decided, hey, we're gonna we're gonna come out here. We're gonna hit the hit the paint, like Jason Kidd always says. We got every possession. You should touch the paint and the kickback out of these shooters. And Reg Bullock, I have to apologize that you felt that he should have played more. Seven I, for eleven from three. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this hot take before we go to the break. If Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith are shooting above. 43% from three. They're going to the Western Conference Finals. I have to apologize that you felt that you should have played more. <laughs> I had to hit both of them. That's what it's going to take. Let's talk about the Mavs' relationship to three-point shooting and how if they are hitting their threes, they can beat anybody. And what happens if they can't hit their threes, which we saw the last couple of games before this one. We'll talk about that and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. I had one at the game tonight. Absolutely. Did. I had one for breakfast. We eat Bilt Bars. I ordered some more. Have you tried the puffs? I just ordered two more boxes of puffs. Dang, They're delicious. You, you love puffing. I do love the puffs. The puffs slap. <laughs> I ordered the brownie batter chunk. Or I ordered the brownie batter puffs. I've not tried these yet, but 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, 7 grams of sugar. I'm excited to try them. The churro puffs are very good. Um, you can get them. They're a good meal replacement as like a you know a quick breakfast thing. Uh, a snack. They're incredible snacks. You take them with you. They're easy. Puffs are a fan favorite, some incredible flavors, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, all kinds of different other flavors. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15. If you buy enough boxes, like me, you can redeem those for reward reward points and then get more boxes. So I, I basically got a box for free because of the amount of Built Bars that I've bought from them, if you check that out. So go check it out, Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You can use it on any order for 15% off at Built.com. All right, Isaac Harris. Thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen for your next listen today. Check out Lockdown Now. It's a nightly recap of every NBA game with analysis from your local experts, including us. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. That's Locked On Now. So the Mavs make the adjustment at halftime to come out and to start, you know, hitting the paint and to start getting getting involved down there. And then they kick it out. And their three point shooters finally start to get hot. Mavs shot fifty percent from three in this game. 
the Jazz started out hot from three, and then they ended 12 of, of 34. So in the second half, they just completely cooled off. They went 2 of 15 in the second half from three. Oof. After going, 1 of 7 in the third quarter. After going 10 of 19 from three in the first half, the Jazz did. Um, what is it about the Mavs and, and three-point shooting? Because it seems like it keeps happening. The Mavs don't shoot the ball from three well at all, and they get blown out by the Timberwolves. They do shoot the ball well from three, and then they end up blowing out the Jazz in the second half. What is it about this team? Because they can get it whenever they want it. Like that, I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's their, you, you, Luca will, will create enough space to where that's why I said that comment of like, if Reggie and Dorian are shooting above 43% from three, then they're going to the conference finals. Like it, it that's, that's it because they're going to get the shot. Like I was watching this. So, Watching the games now, I was picking up different things. I saw the Donovan Mitchell hollering at the bench type thing with Josh Green picked him up. I saw Theo Pinson and Donovan Mitchell like exchanging words tonight, you know, at the free throw line, all this stuff. And it's like, I love Theo. We love Theo, friend of the pod. But I was also watching him in the second half too of them coming down and pointing Reggie into the corner. And Luca's like laughing, like he's on the floor, just like laughing. He's like pointing to Reggie. He's like, just go right here, go right here. It's like they, they can do it at, at will. It's like, we know you're going to be open. We can get you this shot in the corner. Here you go. Be ready. And that, I just don't, that's the thing. It's like, cause teams are going to try to trap Luca. They're going to, they don't want him to get into the paint, even though he got into the paint in the third quarter. Like you said, it felt like he got an and one, like three or four times in a row. Mm -hmm. it, they, they have no answers on the perimeter for Luka Doncic at all. Another reason why we should want Utah in the playoffs, but it's, it, that's just the thing. It's like, it all depends on how these shooters will play. Everybody will trap. Everybody will close the you know paint against Luca, but also everybody will leave Reggie and Dorian open in the corners, and they just have to hit them. And if they do, they're going to be a successful playoff team. And it's on those two guys, right? I mean, Brunson is going to hit some. Brunson, Dinwiddie, some, yeah. Dinwiddie's going to hit some. Maxi's. I, I don't. We can't rely on him at this point. Like that. That can't be a thing that you, you rely on as far as like, got, hey, we're gonna give him, we're gonna give him like ten threes in a game, right? Like, I don't think you can rely on him. He's gonna be the one that gets left alone probably if he doesn't break out of this funk somehow. Hit the conspiracy theory button. I got a galaxy brain take. You know what Maxie's doing? Maxie's missing all of these on purpose, so they leave him wide open in the playoffs, and he's going back to hold like, on. 40. Was that loud enough for everybody? And then everybody's going to be like, he sucks shooting from three. And then the playoffs are going to start. They're going to leave him open. <laughs> and he's going to shoot like 45% from three in the playoffs. You're saying Max Klebo over the last 10 games is shooting 16% from three on purpose? <laughs> Go with me. <laughs> Follow me down this take. You're telling me he's doing it on purpose. <laughs> He only missed one tonight, and it, it is just he's not hitting that. We don't have to go down the whole maxi discourse, but no, no, no. But yeah, it is going to be on those guys, and it's going to be a lot on Reggie and Dorian. Those guys are going to play. I mean, they're playing 30, 35 minutes a night right now. They're going to play forty minutes a game probably yeah. in the playoffs. And so, yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you. If those two, it's really on those two guys to hit their threes because we hope you get enough out of Luca Brunson and and Dinwiddie scoring wise in order to uh, in order to win games. That's it's going to be huge. Like it's, it's almost, it's almost more on them than like, I wouldn't go as far as saying Dinwiddie needs to average 17 points a game and they'll go to the conference finals. Like, I'm not even going to say that. 
I think for me, if we had to play a game and say, hey, what is one thing that has to happen for you to for them to go to the conference finals? That's the thing. It's Reggie and Doran over 40, 43% from three. Why is it's it 43 not, and not like a... Because I just picking a number. <laughs> I'm just saying like, oh, like, <laughs> could they shoot 40% from three? I'm just picking 43. I didn't want to pick 45 because that seems a little a nice too high. Number. <laughs> I know. This is going 43 and a half percent. Yeah, it, it it a lot is on them. <laughs> a lot is on them. And if they can hit, like they you know they did tonight, Reggie was seven of eleven. Dorian was two of four. The Mavs won this game, and they won it pretty handily. And it it came on the backs of that. Uh, there's a lot of other things that would have to happen for sure, but that is a big thing, and the Mavs really rely on that a lot. Um, why does it seem like they can't like? Why does it seem like they can't find other ways to score though in games like the Timberwolves game over the weekend? By the way, you are never doing. You're, I'm not allowing you to do any more solo post game pods because I didn't even do a solo when Austin came on. You're 0 for three without me <laughs> in post game pods. No, it, it is just post game weekend pods in yeah. which you're you're off. And to where like the last weekend before, I did a couple solos. Had Austin lined up. For that pod, and then of course they crap the bed, and it's like, all right, cool. But what is what is the difference between a game like that and a game like this against the Jazz? Because when they don't hit, like it's just it's literally just that. It really is because what happens is they don't when the players stop hitting. Well, then Luca starts naturally starts losing a little trust in it, and it's like, all right, well, let me kind of. And they start losing. The, like I feel like that happened in the first part of this game. I thought the Jazz yes. kind of psyched Luca out a little bit. They put Pascal on him, and they didn't put Royce O'Neal. And Luca, and we were talking about this at a game. I think Luca thought it was a mismatch more than what it actually was. I actually thought Pascal played him decently well. Luca hits that first step back three against Pascal, and you can see him from my vantage point. I could see him say, "You can't guard me." He's like, right, yeah, he's standing right behind him, right? You can't guard me. He's right behind him. And then the next three or four possessions, the Mavs just threw out the entire offense, and it was Luca one on one against Pascal, and he didn't score on him the rest of the time. Like he had to try and bail him out by kicking out to not open shooters at that point. Yeah, it, it just felt like he was kind of forced in a little bit, or. He he thought he had the mismatch, which it's still a mismatch. I mean, if we want to be technical about it, but and then just kind of threw them off there. They wasn't really running their system like they no. weren't cutting and moving like all that stuff. So that's that's what can't happen in the playoffs. They got to kind of trust their system in that. But it's hard to trust the system if the guys aren't hitting. And if the guys stop hitting, then will Luca kind of stay go back to his old faithful moves and be like, all right, well, if y'all ain't going to hit, I'm going to kind of do my thing, which is okay at times, but you still got to trust it. We've almost seen them win playoff series against yeah. the Clippers with Luka doing his thing and guys not, not necessarily hitting, right? It's it's almost happened before. Uh, and you know, I also have to keep reminding myself, Luka goes to another level like with the, in the yeah. playoffs, right? These, these moments in games where, you know, like this third quarter or like some first quarters we've seen this year where he just all of a sudden gets real aggressive and is just on it. And he takes like seven, 10 shots in a quarter and he'll score like 15 points in a quarter. That's the playoffs every quarter for him, right? Like he, yeah. he goes off like that because he can decide to almost. Uh, and so you have to almost remind yourself like, hey, Luca goes up to another level because he is a big game player. He gets up for these games. He's been doing it for his entire life or his entire life that he's been good at basketball. Um, he's been getting up for the for these big games. You almost have to remind yourself when you're thinking about Okay, Mavs versus Jazz first round. Okay, Mavs versus Warriors first round. Okay, Luca's gonna step up another level. He just does. Yeah, and, and I expect Donovan Mitchell to step up a level too. Like 
We've seen it. Like For we've sure. seen Donovan Mitchell fifty points put up, put up fifty in a in the second round of a playoff. That was in the second round, right against Denver, right? Or am I mistaken? I think or it was. was a, I think that was a first, first round series. Either way, like we've seen Mitchell play at a very high level in the playoffs. So I, you know, I expect him. I, my, I mean, I'm obviously not a big Jazz fan at all. My heart kind of sank when he fell down on the <laughs> fell down, and he started smacking the floor. Like I thought it was bad, bad. When he, when first he got round hurt. in the bubble, he's, he put a 57 in that first game against Denver. Sheesh. 51. Jamal Murray was fun. 51 in game four and 44 in game six. So, yeah, coming up, let's talk about some of the other moments of this game that, that really stood out. Donovan Mitchell got hurt in this one and then ended up coming back. Um, we'll talk about we'll talk about Reggie Bullock a little bit more, and then we'll talk about the standings because all of a sudden this Mavs team, only two games back from three. We'll talk about that and more coming up. Before we do, let me tell you about – NBA Top Shot. NBA Top Shot is the officially licensed NFT of the NBA. Connect to the community of hundreds of thousands of NBA fans as a natural progression of fantasy sports, a way to upgrade your experience as a fan. Isaac, you're a fan of NBA Top Shot. How do you how do you enjoy Top Shot? I enjoy it. It's kind of like stock markets, right? Like you kind of pick a player that you want to kind of invest in. Like, hey, let's let me buy low on a Trent Forrest. And then when he hits a summer league, you know, free throw to walk it off and he's waving off to the crowd, you're like, is this going to be his highest moment of his career? Probably. (laughs) But let me try to buy cheap and see if he turns into something. That's what I enjoy is you try to bet on the future of a player. It's like buying and trading, you know, basketball cards, except for you get the actual moment and you can see the play over and over again from every angle. It's actually pretty cool to see some of them. Uh, I didn't tell you this yet, but I opened a pack. Whoa, you did. I'll tell you one. I got a Dennis Smith Jr. layup from Portland. (laughs) It's a reverse layup. It's nice, but I saw it from every single angle. It's it's amazing. Go check it out. You can get any kind of, you can get a pack and you never know what you're going to get into it. NBA Top Shot is... (laughs) <laughs> is the future of being an NBA fan officially owned, licensed, rare NFTs for the greatest moments in NBA history. Sign up today, LockedOn.NBATopShot.com. LockedOn.NBATopShot.com. Did you DM and tell him? <laughs> this episode is also brought to you by Rock Auto. <laughs> With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you could possibly need. Why would you endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Is this your car? Is this your car? Is this your car? Save time and money with Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50%, even 100% more on the same exact parts you can get from somewhere else? For example, a Honda Odyssey, they have a fuel pump. That's a thing in a car. $353 from a chain store. On Rock Auto, that same part is $216. An incredible difference right there. Go check it out. See how you can save on rockauto.com. See all the parts available available for your car or truck. Write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? Don't DM it to them. Rock, write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? They know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into the rest of this game. So there's a couple of big moments. Uh, Donovan Mitchell goes down with an injury. It was really strange. It was almost like one of those moments where he was holding his ankle. He said Dwight Powell stepped on it. Um, that's what was, was being said afterwards. It was hard to tell in the arena. Both of us were there, so we didn't see replays over and over again. But this happened in the middle of the third quarter, and it almost looked like, oh, dang, is he going to be out for the rest of the season? Like it, it looked almost that bad, the way that he was holding it. He was on the floor. And then eventually, like a minute or two later, he comes back into the game. Yeah, I watched him, you know, obviously he walked off the floor. They helped him off the floor. He laid on the floor smacking it and everything. I'm like, wow, 
this is he was slapping the floor and then he when he walked off they kept him kind of in the like tunnel area and i saw them like kind of working on his leg and all of that and then when he ran back in he was still like hobbling on the floor when he was going up and down I'm like what are why are you why are you in this game right now and then <laughs> apparently he was asking you know like uh jason kidd was was calling for like hey pick him up full court and then don move by kid and then Love donovan it. mitchell was looking at the sideline saying why are you guys doing this to me when i'm hurt and you're like uh i don't know man like, like that's just kind of that's, the way. that's big time devin booker double team vibes <laughs> it, it did feel like that it was just a very weird moment of this game uh hopefully don we honestly hopefully feel like hope yeah. donovan mitchell is okay and all that uh, but i Love didn't think him. he played well at all like they were they were throwing the doubles at him he went he finished four of 13 he, he had 10 points when he went down with that injury. He only finished with two more points. He was a minus 11 in that starting lineup. And Dorian Finney-Smith, man. When he just can't take over like that, it changes what this Jazz team could do, especially offensively, because you're relying on Mike Conley to do some stuff. And he was he was pretty decent. He was 6 of 9 yeah. in this game. But um, nice. but when you can't rely on, on Donovan Mitchell, and obviously Bogdanovich is out for them, and then Jordan Clarkson isn't a flamethrower, then it's tough for this Jazz team to score points. And you don't have you know the post presence of Rudy Gobert. But, you know, they put Dorian on uh, on Mitchell a lot. And it's like, that's, you know, length on him. You know, you put a 6'8 guy on Mitchell who's, you know, 6'3 long wingspan. But is that the is that the answer against Donovan Mitchell? I don't know. But it feels like this is a couple times now that he's at least played him decent. You know, Reggie had his had a shot at him in the second half a few times. And, you know, Mitchell tried to, Mitchell tried to like, blow past him and do this dunk and the ball slipped out of his hands i'm like whoa um, it was gonna be a good dunk too not as good as davis yeah. bertans's dunk but still a really oh good my dunk. gosh rudy gay i kind of davis like, bertans had maybe the mavs best dunk of the season that was <laughs> incredible i was like super hyped my son just doesn't even know he's holding his ears like it's too loud why, why are you yelling right now <laughs> That's because he was just watching the TV the, the whole time, the Jumbo. Really? I mean, really, the Jumbo John was just a big TV for him. Here's all your screen time. <laughs> um, yeah, true. But I thought Jalen Brunson's second half, I was yep. worried about him in the first half. Yep. He just wasn't hitting some of these bunny shots and just wasn't playing very well. But second half, 14 of his 22 points in the game. He was a plus 23 in the second half, hit two of his three threes. He had that transition, like pull up three. He had a little jumper there in the lane. He just felt, I mean, it was just all going in in the second. I mean, in the second half, really the whole team. It's like the floodgate just opened up in the yeah. second half. He found his stride, though, I felt like. He found his yeah. rhythm, right? I, I compared him on Twitter the other day to he's a drummer that can do some offbeat stuff. Have you ever heard a drummer? They're playing on the beat, and then all of a sudden they hit like one offbeat every t- like they just they keep hitting like they can play like that i'm not well versed in drumming world there's like a couple drummers that are listening that'll just be like oh yeah he's totally right that are you saying drummond or drumming <laughs> no but he can do that kind of stuff right he can he can he, the herky jerky like stop you in your tracks and then throw up a, a layup when you're not expecting it that's what he can do and i felt like he was able to get that rhythm back in this game he finished with 22 points 10 boards five assists Luca also had 32 points, 10 boards, five assists. The first time a Mavs backcourt in, NBA, in Mavs history had 20, 10, and five in a game, which is just a weird wow. stat, weird stat line for two guards to have. But, uh, but they needed that because Dinwiddie wasn't getting exactly what he, you know, has been getting. I thought he would because of you know his slashing ability and the lack of 
um, the lack of rim protection for the Jazz. But but it was Brunson that was able to to take that next step, hit all six of his free throws, and the Mavs need that. And uh, it was good to see him do it against a good team, against a well-coached team, a team that was was playing defense pretty well, I thought, in the yeah. first half, and then come out in that second and um, just do the stuff that he had been doing well. Yeah, yeah, I liked his game. Um, just looking across the board, you know, Dorian hit a couple threes in this game. He was two of four from three. Uh, we already talked about Maxi Burton's big dunk. You know, Josh Green played 13 minutes in this game. I can honestly tell you nothing about Josh Green's game tonight. <laughs> he had a cool pass one time on a, on the breakaway. I guess that's about it. But yeah, I don't Dude. really have. Any, I don't really have a ton else on the game. Just it's, because. This, okay, this game stunk because. It was supposed to be this like on like go back to this is a season defining like stretch or something like this was supposed to be a okay this is a series preview Nick and texted me today you're taking your kids to this game this I did one? I was like really this is this the big game I was like getting prepared for it I was gonna show up early I did I showed up like an hour and a half early to this game because I wanted to just be around before see guys warming up and stuff and then all of a sudden Gobert is out Bogdanovich is still out and then you're like okay well then it's just not a real game at that point you're just not seeing. You're not seeing exactly what is going to happen in the playoffs if these that's two teams face. That's exactly what Snyder wanted. Snyder cut. Possibly. The Snyder, the Snyder cut was Rudy Gobert not not playing in this game. And then all of a sudden, like this game was Rudy Gay leading the, leading the Jazz in shot attempts. I joked before the game that he's going to have over 20. He had 18. He led the team in scoring. Can you give us a standings update? Where are we at? Standings update. The Dallas Mavericks are in sole possession of fourth place in the Western Conference. Let's go. Meaning that they are now, they have home court advantage in the first round. They are a game ahead of the Jazz right now. And they are two games back from third-seeded Golden State Warriors. Now, the Mavs' next couple of games. The Mavs play... One second. The Mavs play the Lakers. Their next game... The Lakers are going through it right now. It is. Oh, man, I, I hate that for them. Tuesday night, the Mavs <laughs> play the Lakers at home. Then Wednesday, they play at the Cavs. So that's a second night of a back-to-back where they have to fly to Cleveland. That one's going to be strange. Wait, wait, wait. Um, by the way, no, that, I, didn't, I didn't put two and two together. Oh, no, no, the Lakers game's at home, my man. The Lakers game is at home for the Mavs. And then and that, that, that one's on TNT, by the way. So get ready for, get ready for that. that. That'll be a fun game to watch, especially if the Mavs win. Then second night of a back-to-back at Cleveland. The Warriors' next stretch of games. Cleveland's going through some stuff right now. Cleveland too. is not playing like they were at the beginning of the season for sure either. They, they got some stuff to go through. Cleveland's next two games. Tonight, Monday, they play at Memphis, who was just destroying everybody. And then they play home against the Suns <laughs> on Wednesday. That's the Warriors' next two games. Oh, you say Cleveland. So I was like... Did I, what did I say? No, you Monday. said Cleveland's next two games, and yeah, they play Warriors, Memphis. The War- I'm like, who cares I don't about really who, give who, a crap no, about who cares Cleveland. about Cleveland? <laughs> the Warriors, sorry, the Warriors' next two games at Memphis on Monday, so tonight, no and job then against the Suns on Wednesday mm. with Chris Paul back. Yeah, there is and, a good and ch- no Steph. There is a decent chance. Let's say there's a possibility that by the end of Wednesday, the Mavs are in third place in the West. That's wild. Yeah. If you look at those well, next couple of games, if we're, if we're projecting, you want to go game by game and just project the rest of the season. God bless. What I mean, the two the two teams above Dallas right now are missing their star point guards. So, Steph, Ja, 
yep. both out. I mean, Jaws looks like a couple weeks. We're not really catching Memphis probably. But Steph, out the rest of the regular season. So we keep on waiting. I mean, they're five and five over the last ten. So let's see what let's see what happens. But do you obviously if you move the three, yep. the advantage to do what we were making fun of Utah a little bit ago. If you move to three, you avoid Phoenix in the second round. So not trying it's to huge. count you. What's what's the whole what's the saying? Since I always get sayings right. No, count you, the, you, no, go try. Try it. <laughs> <laughs> Please go for it. Not gonna count the eggs before they hatch. <laughs> Is that right? That's close. Count your chickens before they hatch. Oh. All right. Um, Because like sometimes when when they have eggs, not all of them hatch into chickens. That's true. We're not going to count our ostriches before they hatch. No, they're not. (laughs) Um, But if you land at three, then there's no way. I mean, I think Phoenix personally is like hands. They're the best team in the NBA. Hands down. Yeah, hands down. Head to toe, the best team in the NBA. (laughs) Uh, because at that point, who are you playing? Who are you playing in the second round? If you assume you can get past the first, you playing Memphis Either or Memphis or Minnesota or L.A. or the Clippers. Yeah. So, or the Lakers. No, the Lakers. <laughs> if the Lakers can only get to eight, I think. Oh man, because they're tenth right now. That nine ten, you can only make it to eight. That's funny. LeBron's gonna tank this just so he's like, I don't. The Lakers are only a game ahead of the Spurs. Like, there's a there's a uh, chance here that Lakers don't even make the play in. I just feel so bad for him. What a, <laughs> just, <laughs> I believe that as much as I believe Chris Rock didn't didn't mean his joke what he said. <laughs> That's somebody else, King. Uh, would you rather go up to three and play the Nuggets now? I know you've been asking for the Jazz all season. His no, I still want the Jazz, but Austin was on this pod over the weekend, and he was good. Ad, he was adamant. He wants Denver. He's like, we will beat Denver in five. And he was like, kind of the first person I've heard like really, really want Denver, and like we would beat them in five. So he still didn't convince me. I still want Utah, but I'm at least thinking about the Denver stuff. I just don't want Golden State. I don't want him. Denver has no one to guard Dinwiddie and Brunson. <laughs> yeah. Like Luca, they have Aaron Gordon. They're gonna Composo. at least try. They're gonna try him on him. But no, it's like literally Austin Rivers, Bryn Forbes. And God like, bless. Those I are their Austin guards. Rivers. I can't deal with Austin Rivers. You can't deal with anything Duke right now. By the way, how are you feeling about Duke, North Carolina? I'm really scared to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, North Carolina is a lower seed. It's Coach K's last game. Like everything is on Duke right now, right? There's no pressure on UNC. There's no pressure. I just, I mean, I just hate Coach K. And it's like, really, yeah. you're gonna, they're gonna be able to say the whole, yeah, we beat you one last time. It's like, all right, cool, go retire. You're old. And yeah. they're, they're they're that Duke team though. Uh, it's a little forecast. We could be talking about that Duke team on tomorrow's pod. Ooh, so, uh, good tease tomorrow. Could, That's where we're gonna get in. some. People. We're gonna we're getting into something like that tomorrow. We'll be talking about a couple of draft prospects. Now make your second listen today, Locked On NBA. Biggest experts covering the best stories around the NBA Monday through Friday in 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Boom. 